When God gave us his word, his intention is that it teach us, that it be clear, and that we can understand the truths that he is giving. He uses a number of different means to accomplish this, one of which is word pictures. One of the word pictures that have multiple illustrations is that for sin. You're perhaps most familiar with the word picture for sin as a bullseye, like a target practice. Keeping God's law is the absolute dead center of that target. Absolute dead center. Because remember, God's standard is perfection. So anything that misses that dead center, even by a micron, is a sin. Sometimes we miss it, we're pretty close, still a sin. Sometimes we're further out on the target, and sometimes we're not even on the target at all. But if it's something other than the middle, it's sin. And no matter what the word picture is that is used, the definition is always the same. Sin is lawlessness. Every picture leads to that same definition. Another picture that God uses is for sin is crossing the line. The line on the one hand, on the one side, is following God's word and law, and the other side is sin. It's that picture that we have in mind today as we turn to Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your gaze be directly in front of you. Make a level pathway for your feet, and all your ways will be secure. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Turn your feet away from evil. So let's illustrate this a little bit. So go back here to the volleyball line. This is our line. If we cross, it's sin. So righteousness, following God's law here, sin here. But this line is much more than just a painted line in and out of bounds for a volleyball game on a court. When we're talking about the line of sin, you need to envision this as being a sheer drop-off, a cliff that you fall over into certain destruction. In the Garden of Eden, God had given his command, you may freely eat from all the trees in the garden except for one tree. To show your love for me, don't eat from that one tree. And the day you eat of it, dying you will die. No question, no doubt. The devil comes to Eve and says, did God really say And she said, yes, we may eat from the trees of the garden, except for this one. God said in the day that we should not eat it or touch it, lest perhaps we die. She took a step toward the line. The devil lied and said, no, it's not true. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. And Eve saw that the fruit was pleasant to the eyes, good for food. She stepped closer to the line. She ate and gave to Adam to eat. Old Testament Joseph, working in Potiphar's house. Day after day after day, Potiphar's wife tried to get him to commit adultery with her. He said no. He stepped away from the line and said no. Again and again and again she came, but he didn't come closer. He said, oh, maybe just a little. He didn't say, well, just, just once. He stayed away and said no. Then came that day when she physically grabbed him, and he again said no. He physically left leaving his coat behind. King David put himself near the line with complacency. He sent his armies out to do battle. He stayed in Jerusalem. He stepped closer to the line on his rooftop when he saw Bathsheba bathing. And then he stepped over the line with his lust for her, 
stepped over the line with committing adultery with her, stepped over the line trying to cover up his sin, stepped over the line getting her husband drunk, stepped over the line having her husband murdered. Peter, his own pride, brought him up to the line. Lord, even all these other disciples fall away from me, probably right, to fall away from you, forsake you, I, Peter, will never leave you. And he went closer to the line when he went into the high priest's courtyard, closer to the line when he stood around the fire, and over the line when he denied Jesus three times. If you're walking a line on the edge of a cliff, and falling over is certain death, it doesn't make sense to try to straddle the line as close as you can. What if you slip? What if the ground underneath crumbles away? Taking a far step away from the line is safer. And yet our human flesh wants us on the line because our human flesh craves what's on the other side. Our human flesh is a spiritual enemy and it wants us at the line so that we hopefully will weaken and fall. And our human flesh sometimes may lead us to ask the question, well, how much can I do before it's a sin? It's the wrong question to ask. It's not a question of how close to the line can I get and still be able to soothe my conscience by saying that's not a sin. It's taking a full step back. We're all sheep that love to walk the line. We're sheep who take greater stock in how strong we think we are and put ourselves into spiritually dangerous ground. What wonderful news to have a good shepherd who laid down his life for us, the foolish, stumbling sheep. Jesus, our Savior, came and he walked that line perfectly, not ever crossing it. And he laid down his life. He was wounded for all of our, long, all of our line crossings. He was bruised for all those times that we crossed the line into sin. And he rose again so that we have that full and free forgiveness. He reached over the cliff and pulls us up. He strengthens us to stay on his side of the line. Eve and Adam sinned. They crossed the line. That very day, God promised to send the Savior. David lived in a state of unrepentance for a time, but then he was called to repentance, and through Nathan the prophet, God said, I've put away your sin. You shall not die. And Peter wept bitterly when he realized his sin, but was restored by his Savior. We have been rescued from our line crossing and its judgment and its punishment. We have our Savior who has set us free. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your gaze be directly in front of you. Our gaze, our straightforward line is focusing on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If you want to walk a straight line and keep on track, you set your sights ahead and you walk toward that point. Jesus and the cross and the salvation he gives us is that point. That's our focal point. Because in him we have life. And when we walk with Jesus, it's not just a casual stepping away from the line to just get away. It's running the other way, like Joseph did physically. But Paul says also in writing to Timothy in chapter uh, 4, that, or excuse me, in chapter 6, wrong page, 
But you, O man of God, flee from these things and pursue, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. And in 2 Timothy, flee from the lusts young people have. Old people have lusts too, but Paul was writing to a young Timothy. Flee from the lusts young people have and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace together with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Jesus has set us free not to casually walk away from the line, but actually to pursue what glorifies him and what pleases him. Sometimes do a word search and just type in pursue and see all the passages that encourage us to pursue actively going forward into what glorifies God. As we make our way in this life, we still find ourselves at times on uncertain footing. In the proverb, we hear, make a level pathway for your feet, and all your ways will be secure. When Paul in Ephesians describes the armor of God, he talks about footwear, and he says, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, tied to your feet like sandals. We, are, we have on our feet for footing the gospel of peace. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So as we navigate our way through this life, seeking not to cross the line, to walk with our Savior, to rejoice in his salvation, he has set us free and gives us that peace of knowing we are right with God. I can walk confidently. I am a child of God. All of his promises are true for me. I can walk sure-footedly. There are mountains to climb. There are valleys to navigate. But our feet are sure on that word of God and the gospel that gives us our salvation and the peace which surpasses all understanding. With eyes focused on Jesus, feet stabilized in the gospel of peace, we go forward successfully, hand in hand, with our Savior. Amen. We'll join together in offering a prayer this morning in the words of hymn 416. 416.